Hi, this is Skip Stewart, Vice President and Chief Improvement Officer with Baptist Memorial Healthcare, and this is another episode of Connecting the Dots podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a General Surgeon and Chief Medical Officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital, DeSoto. Well, today we are so excited to have a long-standing uh, leader in the field of lean, and his name is Mike Robleski. And Mike has a deep, deep history. And even though we're getting ready to learn about uh, his background and what he's doing today, we're specifically going to talk about leadership standard work, something at Baptist Memorial Healthcare that we're really kind of new to. And we're going to be learning in, in the weeks and months to come. So, Mike, if you would tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you're up to today. Oh, certainly. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk with you. Uh, so background, I started as an industrial engineer working at Hillrom in Batesville, Indiana, making hospital beds. So you're probably familiar with the company. Uh, so I spent 16 years there. I was lucky enough during the uh, 1980s to have Japanese consultants coming in and helping us. My first sensei was uh, Shigeo Shingo. And he taught me how to do the quick dye change. Uh, so we took a press in one week through his guidance from a, a basic one hour changeover to about four, four and a half minutes uh, using his SMED system. So from that point of view, I was pretty well hooked on this thinking about what they called later lean, uh, how to improve. And then we learned about Kaizen events, uh, learned about 3P. We learned about uh, how to do mixed model strategies, uh, everything over the, those 16 years. Uh, and then at that point, I moved on to other companies and became a director of operations, a uh, plant manager, a lean sensei at a company, and just practiced what I was learning. Uh, so then about 10 plus years ago, I uh, left to work with the Kaizen Institute in Masaki Amai and go globally to learn about how to teach and improve and, and have people understand the full impact of what Kaizen and lean really means, not just the tools. And then uh, I started my own consulting company a few years ago. Uh, so that's what I'm doing now, just helping clients uh, improve and uh, make improvements every day. Wow, you uh, that, that's really impressive. Mike, you got to work with Mr. Shingo back a long time ago, you know, before most people had even didn't even know who he was or, or what lean or anything like that was. That That's 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 really cool. And. As Skip said, one thing that we're going to talk about today is is leadership standard work. And, you know, we talk about standard work and, and we know what standard work is when it comes to, you know, in the healthcare field, you know, putting in a central line or putting in a Foley catheter, starting an IV, the way you ad, a nurse admits a patient. And we have standards that we follow. But, you know, when it comes to leadership standard work, that is something that that we know very, very little about. And and so we're I, me primarily and I know Skip is we're we're so excited to hear. You know what you think about standard leadership standard work and actually what it is and, and what it's composed of. Oh, yes, uh, it's actually just basically a tool that was created to help uh, leaders learn to change their behavior, to do more of the things that are lean related versus the things that we think or we were taught what we're supposed to be doing as a leader. Uh, so really, it, it's a multifaceted tool that's really underappreciated by a lot of companies. And then the companies that I do know that have been trying this don't really use the full extent of that tool. 
So the questions I always ask is, all right, I hear that you want to uh, implement leader standard work. Well, why? Why do you want to do that? So if we understand, again, with the problem solving approach, we only don't want to put tools in unless we're trying to solve a problem. So I usually get to the discussion of, well, why do you think you need this? And then from that discussion, we understand how this tool can help. Well, let, let's so if you're go just with now that. starting. Yeah. No, so let's go with that, Mike. That's a really good point. So why should why should someone want to do leadership standard work? Why should they care about it? Well, I think it's because we need on the lean journey to uh, constantly improve on a daily basis. And that means self-improvement, not just my organization. So if I want to improve myself, I need to have some help or data to show me where are opportunities for me to improve. So for instance, uh, I know I'm supposed to do a Gimba walk. I've been told that this is a, a, a thing that I'm supposed to do as a leader. And if I don't really have the behaviors to actually do a Gimba walk, uh, what's stopping me? So when you do a leader standard work, you're basically setting a plan of trying to do certain things like a Gimba walk. And then you're looking to see what interrupts you to prevent you from actually accomplishing that goal. And the leader standard work is a tool to help you do that. You know, you, you mentioned like doing a gimbal walk and having that part of your your routine. Um, you know, doing a gimbal walk, is that just going out and visiting with your people? You know, is that what part of leader standard work is, is actually what you do or what you're looking for, or the questions that you ask when you're doing that gimbal walk? Or is it, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people think it's just a, a, a social visit. You're going to see how the team's doing. Yeah, usually people consider it, well, I need to go and be friendly and meet people and talk to people to connect with them. Other people call it a tour, tour, uh, like the uh, bulletin boards or your uh, daily management boards. Let's go look at the boards. But really, it's supposed to go look at the process, just circle and look at what's going on. In the processes, the fact that you're improving your observation skills is what the give a walk is supposed to be for. And then you also can use it as a coaching tool, which is the why leader standard work is really important. You know, the other thing that seems that leadership standard work has a connection to is habits. You know, there's been lots written in the last several years on habits, whether that be atomic habits or the power of habits or tiny habits. And, and it talks a lot about having the ability, having the motivation, and having triggers. Is it fair to say that leadership standard work also is a tool that's helping facilitate the right type of habits uh, so that those right behaviors are manifested? Am I thinking about that correctly? Yes, you are, but you need two components of that. One is you need how you set up your leader standard work and, and how you have the discipline to try to follow it. And do you actually fill out the interruptions or the things that are the notes that you can go back to? Because we're not very good at remembering all the different reasons. So if you have that discipline to, to create that, then you can start. But you need help. You need to have a coach. So it's set up that your uh, supervisor, your boss, your manager can help look at that standard work with you 
and hopefully that they will have the capability of coaching or developing the coaching to guide you through that so that you can improve things that you didn't see that you need to improve. So that's the other aspect of the leader standard work that's really missing from my experience is everybody thinks it's a tool that I do and no one looks at it except you. And really what it's meant is not only for you to have self-reflection and to try to improve, but your coach, your mentor, uh, in this case, let's say your boss, is supposed to use that tool with you to say, let's examine your leader standard work. Does that make sense? It, it does. It does. So in other words, let's let's play it out a little bit. So in a, in a uh, hospital like the size of the Dr. Mason's at, they might have a frontline ma- manager that um, they're experimenting with their leadership standard work. And I'll explain why I specifically called it experimenting. And then mm-hmm. um, then the director might have theirs and the directors might be helping the manager uh you know, coach them on theirs, but then someone might be coaching the director on theirs, which might be an administrative staff member, but then someone might be holding the administrative staff member accountable too. So in that example I give, I had it at three levels, the administrative level, the director level, and the manager level, but you have coaches coaching each one of them to help these new habits and routines become normal habits and routines. Is that, am I thinking that correctly? Yeah, exactly. Um, usually it's a hierarchical structure where it's uh, your boss, your boss's boss. Uh, everyone has the accountability going through to help. Uh, but you could also have a staff member that's actually very good at coaching come and make observations. So it could be, a, uh, we just don't take advantage of the fact that there's a lot of good coaches and coaching skills within a company that is not being taken advantage of to help people improve their process. And that's the improve their processes, how their behaviors are and how can they improve every day just a little bit? Cause that's the Kaizen spirit is that improvement's not just the process of uh, how do I order material? Uh, how do I do this procedure? It's how I actually operate as a manager in my role. How do I improve a little bit every day? You know, you mentioned Mike, you mentioned Gimba Walks, and I would imagine that no matter what what type of industry that you're in, whether it's manufacturing or a service-related um, field, that, that Gimba Walks are, are very important. Are there any other leader standard work activities that are always type activities or always type things that you do no matter what type of sector you're working in? Does that make does that question make sense? Oh yes, absolutely. I picked gimbal walk because that's usually the most obvious one that people don't have a normal behavior to do. Uh, another one would be coaching sessions. Do I have one-on-one sessions with uh, my staff, uh, people that report to me? Uh, usually, what happens is uh, most companies I go to, they're stuck in the annual review process where they only really talk to the employee once a year or twice a year on their performance when you should be doing it really every day. Uh, looking to uh, be coaching on their performance, it could be coaching them on their problem solving capability, which is I think one of the key areas of coaching is how do you help develop people to become a better problem solver? So teaching through the PDCA, using your own problem solving skills, um, that's something that you can uh, look into your leader standard work. 
And then even just some self-development that could be attending a podcast, uh, looking at a video that you, you're not sure if this can help you or not, and you want to investigate, explore, or experiment with it. So that experiment time. And then that brings it to also another basic one. We talk about Kaizen and the spirit of Kaizen improving every day. But if I asked people, what did you improve today? Most people say, well, uh, nothing or I don't know. You should actually make an appointment in your calendar that from one o'clock to one thirty, I'm going to actually do Kaizen. I'm going to block my schedule and I'm going to improve something. And it could be the arrangement in your desk. It could be the icons on your computer. It could be the agendas at my staff meeting aren't as good as they can be. How can I work on making my agenda better? Uh, anything. But the idea is that you can make an appointment in your schedule to have the behavior of I'm going to improve something every day. So why not make an appointment for a Kaizen? So, Mike, you know, um, one of the things I have found, and I don't have the experience with leadership standard work like you do, but one of the observations I've made is when I ask people across the country if they um, have activity around leadership standard work, initially they will say yes. And then when they start to show me the glossy form and I ask some questions, they'll eventually, if I have a an open, relate, you know, trusting relationship with them, they'll say, hey, to be honest with you, Skip, we're not very good at this or, or, or we don't really, we're not very disciplined. What has, what have you seen as some of the pitfalls of where people struggle with leadership standard work? Oh, there, there's many. Uh, one of the most common ones I see is this leadership standard work is usually mandated from some position that you shall now from this day forward create leader standard work and follow it and most people don't realize why they want to do it or how to do it and they they fight it they don't want to do it because they don't understand uh, what the purpose of this tool is and then the second thing that i see is that they will go about their day doing the leader standard work uh may go on for a couple weeks couple months maybe six months no one ever looks at their leader standard work and after a while, they'll say, well, why am I doing this? No, it's not important to my boss. It's not important to anyone. So uh, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm wasting my time. Again, back to what the purpose of this is. So mandating it across the board usually doesn't work. Um, having people have a tool that no one ever looks at except yourself doesn't work typically for what you want to do. Um, and then... Uh, most people say, well, it's just my calendar agenda. So they just fill it out and they pencil whip it at the end of the day. Uh, that's the other mistake, because uh, one of the key ingredients is to make a plan, set up your schedule appointments. Like I'm going to do Kaizen from 1 to 1.30 every day at that time. Then you go back to your leader standard work. Did I actually do it at the time I said I was going to do it? Yes or no. You can do green dots, red dots. You can do check marks. It's whatever works for you. And then the most important thing is, what is the analysis of the interruptions? What were the things like, I could not do my Kaizen today. Oh, yeah, I got a call from uh, the chiefest person. Oh, I got called to um, this emergency problem. So make noting of that so that you can see patterns is really the power of the leader standard work from a data collection point of view. What were the interruptions, things that caused you? What went well? What didn't go well? Can you use that information to help improve your leader standard work, therefore improving your day and behavior of what you should be doing or how do you make yourself 
think more lean thinking orientated toward improvement. So that part about the interruptions and the data is something that either is pencil whipped at the end of the day or just ignored. Uh, so you, you don't take advantage of really what that tool is trying to do for you. Mike, how how much of a leader's time should be uh, of a leader's day should be spent in leader standard work? Uh, it, it would seem to me that maybe the closer you are to the front lines uh, and, and let's just take a manufacturing uh, organization, the closer you are to the front lines, it seems like a, a large percentage of your day would be involved in that. And maybe, you know, the chief operating officer or the CEO, you know, they they would seems like they would need more time to think and reflect. But maybe that thinking and reflecting time is part of their leader standard work. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, Most people, if you think about it, if I'm working eight, 10, 12 hours a day, I'm busy all, all the time. Even though I have certain gaps, I know that I have a little time to go over here and go over and go over there. Pretty much everyone's full. So how can I do anything new uh, like a Kaizen or a gimbal walk when my schedule is already full? And w- what we end up having is the, the fact that we have this illusion that we must have a talent. So one of the things I look at in leader standard work is how much white space do you have? Say that one more time, Mike. We must have a full. Yeah, everybody thinks they must have a full calendar. And really, you should have white space in your calendar. You should actually leave the higher you up in the organization, the more white space or open space, undedicated, not marked for anything, because you should be responding to things that come to you. So if you don't have availability in your schedule to respond to uh things that come forward, then you're just going to mess up the schedule that you ever created if you have 100% full schedule. And meetings is probably the number one thing most people have in their schedule that blocks them. Well, I go on these uh, coaching sessions of how you can minimize the amount of meetings that you have, because that really is probably the number one reason that we have uh, delays, waiting, uh, we have um, people not available when we need them, which causes a lot of issues. So we can get into uh, one company I did this with, I did the analysis, they found that their number one problem was they had way too many meetings. So what we did is let's reduce the meetings, uh, meetings from the standard one hour to we're going to make it 15 minutes, 30 minutes or 45 minutes as needed. Let's challenge ourselves with that and have time between meetings. So no meeting could be an hour and have back-to-back meetings because there's no transition time. So we're gonna do it like school. We're gonna have a meeting for 45 minutes, give you 15 minutes to leave one meeting, enter and prepare for the next meeting. Uh, And then we found that certain blocks of time uh, at this one particular client that I was coaching, uh, when they went the morning shift, uh, say from seven to nine, was where all the issues would come up that they had to deal with. So we made that a no meeting zone. So everybody could be available to react to the issues that were happening for the day to get the day going. And then we can have our meetings. So that whole element of having the white space in is really important so that you can react to the issues that come to you. So, so Mike, uh, really, really good insight. And I and just can't tell you how much I appreciate this. One of the things at Baptist we look at 
in our uh, improvement system that we happen to call the Baptist Management System is that at the end of the day, everything's really just an experiment. We're experimenting our way forward. And in my mind, and I'd love to hear your response. In my mind, leadership, leadership standard work is an experiment, uh, not an experiment of whether we should do it or not, but maybe how rigid it should be or how it should be structured or what's working about it or what's not working about it. Because the whole reason that we're doing it is it's a part of our of our management system. The whole reason that we're doing the gimbal walk is for a purpose, not just to do it for the sake of doing it. Am I thinking about that correctly in your opinion? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the whole thing about improvement is to find a better way. When you find a better way, you all automatically you're experimenting, trying to find a better way. And one of the things I try to help people understand is you're going to fail more times than you're going to be successful. And that failure is where we do a lot of learning. And I can't tell you the number of times I failed doing different things with lean thinking and approaching and going forward. Um, so if you're failing, you're actually doing well because you're learning the best ways to do it. And one of the greatest things that I like to do is after a failure is don't just brush it under the carpet. Let's get, get together, talk about it and have an honest trust sharing conversation of why it failed so that it's not an autopsy to find out what went wrong but more of what can we learn so we won't make that mistake in the future. So it's forward thinking in our discussion of when we make mistakes, not so much who's to blame, because I don't want to be you know, thought of being an idiot or stupid or that I made a mistake, but not blame backward, but learn to move forward to prevent us from making that mistake in the future. So I think that's where the coaching comes in on how we can really use leader standard work and other elements to build that trust and have open conversations so that we can learn from those mistakes and, and try things and go forward. Yeah, that, that, I, I really like that, Mike, because, you know, just personally, every day I would like to visit my direct reports, you know, go on a gimbal walk and, and go see them or go to the departments that report to me. I have that intention every day. And obviously a lot of times I fail and I, I feel bad about it. And I say, gosh, I didn't I didn't do what I wanted to do, but I don't take it that step further. And I don't look and say, OK, well, why? Why was I not able to do that? And, and what can I do the next day to make sure that that I am able to do what I wanted to do? That's that, that is some really good insight, Mike. Well, well, Mike, uh you know, we're coming uh, to the end of our of our time on the podcast, and it feels like we just started. I could uh, I could talk to you for a long time, uh, but let me ask you one final question. We're we're new on the journey. There's so much we don't know uh, when it comes to leadership standard work. Uh, I think experimenting is probably the best educator that we're going to have. But in, any guidance or any advice or any uh, whether it be reading or whether it be watching. Uh, information or, uh, or any guidance or advice you could give us as we as we go on this this new journey we're about to start with leadership standard work. Well, I think the probably the most important thing is when you're starting this out, especially when you're with a group of people, trust is one of the most important things, especially when you're dealing with what people are doing and you're examining their day. Uh, build that trust. 
say, we're not using this tool to send you to HR and write you up when you're not doing what you're not supposed to be doing, whatever the reasons, but the fear factor that people have, eliminate it. Go in there and say, we're going to make mistakes. Be honest that we don't really know how we're going to do all of this, but the intent of what we're trying to do is this. Lay out the intentions and how we're going to learn this together going forward. And we're going to experiment, and we know it's not going to always work. So let's figure this out. But this is, if you get everybody to the, to the why part of why we're doing this and get everybody agreed that this is something that will be helpful, then you can work on the mechanics. But build that trust. I think that would probably be the uh, best advice I can give companies going forward. I think that's perfect advice, Mike. I hope that uh, you'll you'll come back again on the podcast. I, I know that you're way up north right now, and so hopefully – uh, as we edit the video, everything will come out through because I thought you just gave some real pearls of wisdom. And, and on behalf of Baptist Memorial Healthcare, Mike, I just want to say a, a hearty thank you. I've known about you for years. You have a, a reputation that precedes yourself and just really uh, have had many people compliment and say, you've got to get Mike on your podcast. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And on behalf of Baptist Memorial Healthcare, thank you so much for your time, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, yes. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this. And I, I love the fact that you have a great podcast. I listened to it multiple times. I learned so much from hearing what other people have done. And, and so I'm a forever learner, too. So I think it's a great Thank you for letting me share that. And gentlemen, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. Thank you. Thank you.